What's up, For The Girl fam? Guess what? Kenz and I are headed to a city near you for the 2022 For The Girl tour. We are headed to Nashville, Tennessee, Indianapolis, Indiana, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Los Angeles, California, Dallas, Texas, Houston, Texas, Atlanta, Georgia, and Charlotte, North Carolina, all in the month of February. You have to head to our website, forthegirl.com, to get all the details to figure out which stop you are coming to. It's going to be an incredible night of worship, of breakthrough, of freedom. We so believe that God has something specific to do in your heart and in your life on this tour. You're not going to want to miss it. We're going to get to meet you in person. It's going to be such a fun night. We promise that you'll laugh, you'll walk away changed and different. We're so, so excited. Tickets are only $10. So what do you have to lose? Head to ForTheGirl.com to get your tickets and we will see you in February on tour. Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Ken's as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or Mac and Ken's your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Series. Today, we are talking to the girl who needs freedom from perfectionism. Um, And gosh, this is real and going to be good, you guys. We are diving in. And yeah, that's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. I really think this is one that so many women, whether we recognize it or not, um, have somehow kind of subscribed to the lie of perfection. And I think that there's so much that God kind of says to us in the midst of that. And I'm really Mm -hmm. excited to dive into this episode. Um, But Ken's tour starts in like two weeks. and I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. Have you planned your outfits yet? Um, no, I haven't, but I have found that there's lots of pink items everywhere you go shopping these days. Like is pink back or what? I think pink is definitely back. Yeah. I think bright fun colors are back. Totally. Like you can definitely do the more neutral look, but I think it's also cool to do the bright look. Yeah. Um, have you? Uh, well, we wear, we wear for the girl merch the whole time, which <laughs> yeah. is super cute guys. Prepare yourself. Yeah. It's honestly the best. Cause you just get to be, you in don't even comfy... really have to plan yeah. your outfit. I am trying to figure out what's my accessory going to be. Ooh, yeah. You know, like a couple years ago, I was big into headbands. So I wore headbands a lot. So like, you don't really wear them anymore, huh? Um, no, I haven't. I still wear them at home sometimes, but yeah. yeah so I need to figure out what my like signature accessory is going to be. Yeah. I like a good jacket with a hoodie. So I need to find that too. Oh, that's cute. Yep. Some cute jeans, but it doesn't really matter about that. No. You know? You literally, all you need to wear is some jeans, your For the Girl merch, and some yeah. like sneakers. We honestly, truly are pretty ratchet on tour, yeah. so Super do not ratchet. be deceived by this conversation. <laughs> yeah, guys, <laughs> y'all can be as chill as you want when you come to tour. I'm so Have excited. you gotten your tickets for tour yet? We're going to eight different cities, coming to a city near you. Oh, yes. It's going to be an amazing night of freedom, of worship, a message, connecting with other like-minded women. Getting some super cute new merch. Bless you. you. Um, and so we hope to see you guys there. Get your tickets at ForTheGirl.com. But it's time for some tea. And we're some smelling tea. some actual tea today. I know. I hope we can fit in in three minutes. Are we Sometimes ready? Sometimes our topics, I'm like, if I listen, I'd be disappointed. But not today. Not today. Okay. okay Ken. Our tea is going to be about what we're working on right now. What studies particularly. And there's right some Right now and to come. Okay. Ready, set, 
go. Okay, here's the big news, guys. Big news. In two days, we turn in our manuscript for the biggest project we've ever worked on. Normally, we turn in our manuscript to ourselves because we do all of our books in-house, you know? We, yes. We, we write them. We edit them. We design them. Yes. We print them. We actually have a printer, but basically... We do it all. Oh, yes. But we are, we actually just finished or about to finish writing a book with Lifeway. Oh, yeah. And we're so excited because we're finally kind of done with the bulk of it. We'll do some editing and things next. But that book is going to be coming out in, Mm. woo, in October. So really kind of a while now. But yeah, we got a while to go. But don't you worry. It's going to be incredible. It's an incredible topic. We might not be able to give that away right now. Let's save the tea on that. We'll save that. Yeah. But it's an incredible topic. Something we've wanted to write on for a long time now. We're super excited about it. We really have to learn a lot ourselves honestly the writing process has been super enlightening and convicting for us it's grown us probably more than any other writing project we've done so absolutely I'm super super pumped for it and that we're gonna be legit now normally our studies are all six weeks that one is an eight session eight week study yes full of scripture it's so I hate saying it's so good, but I we're, I think the topic you guys are yeah, going to really so relate to, we're really excited about it. Okay, but some other things, some other writing projects. Don't you worry, because you're going to get two more For the Girls yeah, studies. Yeah, because that's not going to be until October. Before October. Oh my gosh, yes. We're going to be studying a gospel. You guys, we're giving you the tea right now. We are. We are studying one of the gospels. In April. In April. So that's going to be kind of like a summer study if you want to gather friends and do that over the summer. So that's going to be incredible. We're super excited about it. And then it. we're going to do a fall one, but probably... It'll release more like July. Yeah, July. come out in July. You could do it more so over the fall. Yeah. And um, that's it, a question mark. We don't know what that's going to be at. So, so we want to hear from you know. guys. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to know? What do you want us to like write a study I know people are wondering, could you spill the tea on like how we write studies? Where are you at? Where are you? Where's your computer at? Where are you sitting? How does the writing feel for you? So I like to write in the morning. So wake nice. up in the morning, like literally first thing. Um, and I jump into it. I might spend like 10 or 15 minutes with God on my own personal time. And then I jump right into it. And I usually write for like two or three hours in the morning during a writing season. That's my favorite way to do it. Same. I like to write at my house. But we have crises, to be honest. We do. Writing Writing is not easy. When you're expected to wake up in the morning and you're like, okay, I need to write like 2,000 words today. It's really hard. Yeah. It's really hard. And we've been busting out a lot of books in a row recently Mm -hmm. and I'm really excited because we're going to take a little bit of a break towards the end of this year and that's going to be awesome to wake up in the morning and not sit down and be writing but most of the time it's really amazing diving into the word of God we learned so much there's like no better way to learn scripture than actually writing it absolutely so uh oh there's the timer but you guys so many fun things coming this year so many more studies that's been something you guys so that's a release in April a gospel July a question mark. October, a Lifeway study. That's exciting. So exciting. Three studies this year. It's going to be good. We're going to be diving be so into good. the word of God. Wow. Okay. Well, so fun, you guys. We love you all. Thanks for listening and loving 3-Minute Teas. We don't know that for sure, but we think so. So, um, One time we asked y'all on Instagram and like five people said they liked it. So we took that as a yes. Y'all love like, it. Everybody loves this. Okay. So today is going to be so good. Let's dive into the episode. Let's jump right in. You guys, I'm so excited 
excited to introduce you to Abide. Abide is the number one Christian meditation app. And oh my gosh, I love Abide. My husband, Josh, actually, he's a big fan. He listens to one of these meditations almost every day before he walks into work to get his heart and mind in the right place. Sometimes even before he goes to bed to sleep better. Um, And yeah, anytime throughout the day where you feel disconnected or stressed or anxious. And I actually did one with him the other day. It was super incredible. Truly felt so renewed, refreshed, and just sent out. So you got to try this app now. You can get started with 25% off the premium subscription by downloading Abide app at abide.co slash for the girl. You'll get additional stories and meditations, premium music, soothing sounds, and so much more, you guys. That's abide, A-B-I-D-E dot C-O slash for the girl to download the app and get 25% off your premium subscription. I'm so excited for you to feel refreshed, renewed, and ready to go. Okay, so we are talking all about how to step into freedom from perfection. And, you know, a lot of you listening to this episode, I'm guessing a lot of you are college students or maybe um, people who have just entered into the workforce, you're young adults, and like, I don't know where we got it. I don't know where it came from. Maybe our parents telling us we had to get good grades. Um, I don't know what it is, but I see so many women, including myself, that like literally live our lives through the lens of perfection. Like everything we do, we try to be the best at. We try to be perfect. Like if one thing goes wrong, I think a lot of like anxiety is rooted in this. It's like if one thing goes wrong or doesn't go to plan or like we don't measure up, then like our world is over and we're literally distraught. Um, Grades, such a big thing. So many college women that are like doing everything they can to get perfect grades. A lot of times I think perfectionism shows up in um, kind of just being over-involved, thinking that like I have to be in that group and that club and I have to show up with that friend and those things and like almost believing that like our presence is needed everywhere and people rely on us and like we can't let them down. Yeah. Sometimes I see perfectionism showing up through like if one person's upset with you, it's like your life is over. You can't do anything. (laughs) All the twos out there on the Enneagram, you know, it's just like, oh my goodness, I let somebody down. My life is over, you know, (laughs) Um, trying to make everybody around you happy, being a people pleaser. I think it takes on different forms and shapes for everybody, Mm -hmm. but perfectionism is literally just like such an interesting concept to me because it's such a lie that I think so many of us have unknowingly subscribed to. Like everything that we're doing is us trying to achieve this facade of perfectionism. Yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of us, I mean, if you listen to this episode there, and if you clicked on it, I'm sure you're like, most likely you've, you've, you are one that tends to live in this mentality. But Mm -hmm. I do want to say that I think that there's a lot of us who just like on an everyday basis, like even subconsciously, it's not even like these big moments or the obvious things like grades or sports or anything like that. Like I think on subconsciously, we're just like, just like trying so hard to be the best, to be perfect, to be liked, to like, it's just like a constant narrative in our head. And that is so detrimental in so many ways. It's going to run you empty. It's going to run you 
run you empty. Is that what you say? Run you. I run meant you, to say run you dry. Yeah. But then fill you. I mean, empty <laughs> Leave you. you on empty. <laughs> Leave you on empty. <laughs> Either way, you're going to be hitting the ground hard. <laughs> you're going to be hitting the ground hard because <laughs> yeah. truly you can't be living in this mentality and still be full of the life and grace and goodness and yeah. freedom of Jesus. And so yeah. we really want to break it down for you guys. Like, okay, like what does it look like and why is this important to, yeah. to not live in this way? It's so good. And I was thinking about this. This is something that really shifted my viewpoint on, you know, this striving that I like kind of had my whole life. Because definitely like when I was growing up, I was such a like perfect child. I never got in trouble. I'll never forget, you know, like when you get your card flipped in elementary school, like <laughs> behavior cards or whatever. Okay, Did you yeah. have cards or sticks or something? Like that, yeah. Well, I'd never got my card flipped and I was so proud of myself. And then one day I got my car flipped. What'd you do? Um, like the whole line got their card flipped. It was like half oh. the, it was like the back 10 people in line flipped their card for talking. And uh. so like, I don't even really think I did anything. <laughs> Still perfect. I'm um, just kidding. But, uh, so I got my card flipped and I was distraught. I cried the whole day at school and I got home, to, I got home and I'm sobbing, literally sobbing. I'm in like second grade, sobbing, sobbing. And I'm like, mom, I got my card flipped. You're going to be so upset with me. I thought, I thought she was going to be so mad at me. My mom literally laughed. She laughed and she goes, Mackenzie whoever told you you had to be perfect and I was like my little second grade self I was like oh what this is you're not bad at me you don't have to be perfect freedom I literally think like that is almost like God's heart for us and um he looks at us and he's like what are you doing striving to be perfect like I didn't call you to this like that's actually why I sent my son Jesus to like live the perfect sinless life that I knew you couldn't like that's the good news of the gospel that like God Mm -hmm. put his son in our place took on like the wrath that we deserve and literally took that upon his shoulders so that we could then live in freedom Mm. from perfection. And if you think about it, this just kind of blew my mind. If we're perfect, like we truly have no need for God. Like there's no point in walking Mm. with God. If we're perfect, you know, we don't need God's grace. We don't need hope. We don't need faith. We don't need mercy. We don't need his love. We don't need the good news of the gospel. And Mm. I think the truth is that the facade that's, unreachable the facade of perfection it actually draws us further and further away from a posture of surrender which Mm. is what we're called to Mm. and more and more into an attitude of literally trying to be our own god Mm. because if we're perfect like we basically get the status of god and we were never called to that like Mm. we were called to surrender to the perfection of our god and live almost like in the midst in spite of our shortcomings our weaknesses our failures our not enoughs yeah and how that's beautiful that's what we've been called to not to be perfect yeah god's grace it's like so good and i think a lot of us who struggle heavily with perfectionism you're afraid to let it go because and you when we say god's grace is going to meet you in that like this isn't the you're the way you're supposed to live you don't even know what that feels like yeah and I just want to encourage anybody like if you you need to know what that feels like because mm. God's grace is so good like yeah you can fall short you can mess up a little bit it can be far from perfect and his love meets you in this like beautiful way his like oh it's it's fine it's okay is the most like freeing thing ever and I think we all gotta like know and experience God's grace to really believe this um his grace is just like so radical um his forgiveness his like 
he has no expectation for us to be perfect. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful yeah. way to live. Well, because his grace is not that powerful if we don't need it, you know? We're yeah. kind of like, cool, God. I don't even need your grace, but it's powerful and it's, it's counterintuitive and it's meaningful because we, we can't measure up on our own and we're, we're gonna not be perfect at all times. And, um, I think like one of the ways to know if you struggle from perfection and you can call me out if I'm wrong on this guys, but (laughs) is to look at your calendar. I don't know if you're like a, um, like an old school planner girl or like if you're a google calendar girl like mm. ken's night which mm-hmm. is the like right way to do it and that's right you know? guys <laughs> um but look at your calendar and i think pretty quickly you can get an idea of you know how much you're trying to like prove your worth or like trying to mm. prove like something trying to be perfect you know like mm. look at what if i looked at your calendar who could i figure out is the lord of your life like mm. would i be able to be like oh yeah this girl is like in surrender to jesus or mm. would i look at your calendar and be like yeah looks like she's trying to like prove this or like mm. you know she's trying to prove this based off of the things that she does and i think that we cannot escape perfectionism without learning how to treat rest Mm. because rest is the only time where we're not proving anything yeah you know rest is like literally the slowing down and it's literally like surrendering to this idea that like actually through just dwelling and being with my God like I am doing the thing that I can do of most value to my life and I think a lot of us if we're honest we're subscribed to a different narrative we believe that the only way to show value in our life is to hustle and to Mm -hmm. hurry and to prove Mm -hmm. and so I think like for me I have something to say okay (laughs) go for it (laughs) I gotta say I hate that it's so hard for me like honestly like a good good like it's so so hard right to accept like just like doing nothing. We've all written this like narrative in our minds that we have to like, we have to every year, we got to make the most of every year. We got to, we got to set goals, annual goals, and we got to meet them. We got to reach them. We got to like, we got to meet our schedule, get success. And so resting, yeah, it's like a way of putting aside full, full perfectionism and just sitting with Jesus. I'm looking for this quote from this thing that you and I went to recently um hold on it was so good the jenny allen quote no it wasn't jenny allen okay oh my gosh you need this okay so this was from um rich rich vialos is that how you say his name Uh rich he's a pastor i don't know oh maybe not you know that's right yeah rich vialos he's a pastor he said he's talking about sabbath and like what it's like sabbath is like essentially rest like it's taking that period to rest and he said the goal of sabbath or rest is not to achieve greater efficiency so we don't rest so that yeah. like we can do more throughout the week he said sabbath is actually to resist the idol of efficiency that mm. actually us trying to do more and prove more is an idol that keeps us from our God, that keeps us from relationship That's with good, God. Yeah. And so we almost have to rest to learn and to or to prove almost ourselves or to like show that like, hey, yeah. I am surrendered to God. I am not yeah. surrendered to this idea, this falsehood of perfectionism. That's right. yeah. So whoa, rest is whoa. not this like little vacation. Rest is yeah. like a stiff arm to the enemy of like, uh-uh, I'm not falling into that lie. Yeah, exactly. That That's so powerful. Oh my gosh, so convicted. I remember actually I'm talking about that and I was like, shoot, that got me. <laughs> Ow, what? Yeah, yeah <laughs> so true. And so, yeah, 
Were you done with your added? Yeah, no, I think I am, yes. Okay, awesome. I interrupted you. No, it's okay. I was just trying to figure out what. (laughs) So I think rest. Rest is so much more than like, okay, I need six hours to watch Netflix. That's like some way to rest. But I think rest, what that really means is like slowing down, stilling stilling the world so that you can actually hear God's voice. And I love it. In the book, in um, Our Freedom Looks Good on You study, we actually look at the story of Elijah. And there's this moment where Elijah was like burnt out on his calling, burnt out Mm. on his mission and his like, um, you know, almost his job. He was a prophet. Like he was burnt out. Things didn't go well. A lot of failure in his story, far from perfect. Mm. And he's burnt out. He like literally goes to the street and is like, Lord, take my life. Like Mm -hmm. I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And then God takes him. He like literally restores him through rest. Like he has him sleep and then he has him eat like literally like mm-hmm. there's something actually really beautiful mm-hmm. to like physically rest That's and good. nourishing our body that I feel like nourishes our spiritual life too. And then God takes him to this mountaintop and it says, you know, that God was not in the earthquake. He passed, the Lord passed by, but the Lord wasn't in the earthquake. The Lord wasn't in the fire. The Lord wasn't in like the rushing wind. The Lord was in the still, quiet, small whisper. Yeah. That's where God's voice was. And Mm -hmm. so I think rest to me means stilling my world and like slowing down my world long enough that I can hear the gentle, quiet whisper Mm. because that is the ultimate thing that is going to restore me and going to remind me that I don't have to prove anything because God's voice is already enough for me. So that to me is like rest, rest. And I think we all do that different ways. I know you rest way different than me. Yeah, totally. No, that's so beautiful. And gosh, it is like oddly, I I wouldn't even like going into this. I was like, okay, we're not going to be talking about rest. I can't even connect these two. But now that I think of that, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like if you are living this way, you are so caught up in just like living this life of excellence and efficiency and you need to slow down and take a moment. Um, which is so important. Okay, I was just like sitting here thinking about how perfection just shows up in our lives on a regular basis and stuff. And I was thinking about all the content we do and like podcasting mm. and like writing studies and like doing silly things on the stories and just doing so much ministry, leading teams and meetings and stuff. And I think that's where it probably we get caught up in this. We're like, we just want it to be like so perfect. And Mm. we've had to learn at one point because we've seen people, right? You can probably see people and we've learned from other people's mistakes too. Like you, you aren't going to be able to produce all this and do everything in your life with perfection. And if you try to strive for that, you're going to burn out. And that's what we've seen, right? You see people like just get exhausted, Mm. just get burnt out. And one thing that has helped us a ton is honestly just being okay with it not being perfect and (laughs) trusting that what you like trusting doing first of all it's doing life with excellence like doing it with excellence but not perfection like what Mm. there's a difference Mm -hmm. there of like okay I can do something I could do a podcast or I can do a video or something and bring my best like before the thing I'm gonna spend time with Jesus I'm gonna prepare and I'm gonna steward this with excellence I'm gonna just try my best but it's not gonna be perfect and it's never perfect I mean we always have our we we always say it's a hot mess of a scene thing. But like, I know that because I brought it, because I brought excellence into it, that God is going to honor that. And what I said, what I did, what happened, the product of whatever it was is going to be just enough. And God is going to be a part of it. 
and all of that because we brought it with excellence. But gosh, if I got caught up in the perfection thing, if we did, we'd be rewriting things. We'd be re-recording things. We'd be like running on complete empty. Like at some point in your life, you've got to just do it with excellence and accept that like that's what God cares most about. Yeah. And I think that like the freedom from that comes from number one, realizing that like perfectionism is basically like looking to the world to like give you affirmation essentially it's like if I'm perfect nobody can tell me otherwise you know if I'm perfect if I do everything perfectly then nobody can say like this wasn't good or this wasn't this and um but I think is what is so crazy about that is that like we literally have a place to go to know like that we're already enough. And so that's where I think this yeah. like this perfectionism connects to the rest picture because when we slow down long enough to hear God's voice, I think we're going to hear him say like, hey, you're already enough and you have been all along. You don't have to prove anything. Like you don't have to achieve anything. You don't actually have to be perfect. And then we get to live in the freedom of that. Yeah. So you and I, we know like we are going to bring our best before it. Like uh-huh. I'm going to wake up every day, show up to work, do my thing. But if we're missing a comma or even if I say something that like maybe doesn't perfectly align with God's heart, I trust my God enough to like mm-hmm to come in and to do his will and to do his work and to cover my imperfections. I think that's what second yeah. Corinthians nine ten says. It says his power is actually made perfect yeah. in our weaknesses. So we're called to boast all the more about our weaknesses. Yeah. And that's like a cute verse that we all say, but do we believe that? Like, do I actually <laughs> believe that like my, his power is actually not made perfect in my perfection. It's made perfect in my weaknesses. Yeah, that's So good. the moment when I screw it up, his power is actually made perfect. Like, I want to live my life in a way that like I am bold about my imperfections. Like I'm like, hey, I fall short there. But you know who doesn't? God. And like that's where I'm looking to. That's where I'm leaning on. And so I don't know. I just think that's a different – it's a different posture of like, mm. what would it look like to be bold in our imperfections? Like, yeah, no, totally. What would it look like to lay it out there? I mean, like, I think that that's really a different way to live and one that when we talk, we're talking about freedom here. That is freedom. Yeah, exactly. That is freedom. Yeah, I do think you experience so much freedom when you're able to, when you get to a place where you're like, okay, yeah, I don't care that much about perfection anymore. I'm going to just boast in my weaknesses. And I, you know, Mac, I think we do this kind of well, this little <laughs> yeah. piece. We don't do a lot of things well, but we do this well. Yeah. It's like we aren't afraid. And that's what I think boasting in weakness means. It means ex- being like unashamed to expose your flaws. Yeah. Like, And I really feel like that's like a regular practice that a lot of people got to get used to is being like, oh my gosh, hilarious. Like I suck at that. And not even in a demeaning way, but just being like, LOL, like, you know, that didn't work out the way I thought or like just exposing your flaws, exposing your weaknesses instead of, which is the mentality of perfection, stuffing it, pretending, pushing through and acting like you got your stuff together when you don't have it all together and nobody does. And yeah, it's just really, I I love that actually. That's so good. And I think it invites other people into freedom. Totally. Gosh, the best people to be friends with, the people who are like, oh man, I'm terrible at that. This reminds me of like the, I don't know if you hated this as much as I did, but um, in class when like in college or whatever, when you took tests and you got your, when you got your test back and everybody yeah. would be like, oh my gosh, I got to be, oh my gosh, I got to be minus or I got to see and, um, 
it sucks. Sorry about the ambulance, you guys. It's just a little, little ambulance. <laughs> Lord help them. But um, you know though, when they'd get like, and then I was low key got like the F, the F. and like you, you're they like, were like, oh, you're B. I'm so oh, I would like hardcore be like, you guys, I got an F, and they'd be like, <laughs> probably judge me, but also like then always, always there was like four other like quiet people who like didn't want to speak up, who also got F's, and then there was joy in our F's. So like, I think there's something there about like just being the one to be like, guys, this is dead. Joy in our up. failures. That's good. No, seriously though, there's like a lot of those conversations sometimes like nobody speaks up when they have yeah. the F, and then everybody thinks everybody got an A and is perfect, oh, and yeah. at worst a B minus and is still perfect. Yes. Well, that's not true. Well, it's so true too. You know, I'm thinking about those girls who post the things on Instagram who are like, I have stretch marks, and then like everybody shares it and is like, me too, and it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And I think that that's really cute and awesome on Instagram, but how cool if that was real life for yes. everybody? Like, yes. what if that was actual, not like, okay, I'm gonna, in a moment of like almost filtered weaknesses, be vulnerable? Like, what if yes. that was just the way we lived our life? Because I think, again, that that just like invites the spirit into yeah. the room and in, and it allows other people to walk in freedom. And yeah. so I love that. And I want, I want to talk about one more thing to kind of like wrap up yeah. this conversation. But so I think because like we feel like Jesus is inviting us into freedom from perfection, but I don't think that that necessarily invites us to just live however we want to no. live. Like yeah. it's not like we can just be like, Jesus lets me do whatever I want. And <laughs> like, you know, I'm a bum on the side of the road and whatever, but <laughs> you know, Jesus loves me. He covers my weaknesses, you know, totally. I think there's something here. And, um, I actually want to, kind of like references a uh, old testament thing that i might totally butcher let me just tell you right now <laughs> the on old the front testament end. we but, are not achieving perfectionism yes, mac you got no, that you're right so in the old testament we hear a lot about holiness so um before jesus became like the temple inside of us you know we have jesus inside of us living residing inside of us the uh presence of god resided in the temple and inside mm. the temple was this place the innermost place was called the holy of holies and oftentimes like you would have to be cleansed and purified to go into the holy of holies to stand in the presence of god mm. because if you were to like it was almost like if you were to go into the holies of holies then like then um you would make it impure essentially and like yeah. you wouldn't want to impurify like the holiest of holies a place. Yeah. And what's really cool is that in biblical times, when Jesus came along, he turned that upside down. And so, for example, there were all these different things where, um, like, like people that had leprosy, you would never touch a person with leprosy because yeah. if you touch them, then their their impurities could be transferred to you. Yeah. And so, like, you would, that were, there were all these rituals for cleansing and cleaning so that things that were impure could not make me impure as well mm -hmm. but when jesus came he flipped that upside down you mm -hmm. notice that when jesus would heal people people with leprosy and things like that he would touch them and it was almost like he would take his holiness his purity and transfer that to other people and this is what i think we're called to um rather than called to perfectionism we're called to pursue holiness and here's the difference perfection cancels our need for god because essentially if i'm perfect I don't need God, but holiness 
holiness actually secures our dependence on God because mm-hmm. we can only become holy through touching Jesus. Mm. It's through touching Jesus that his purity, his perfection is then transferred to us. And then mm. we get to live out of that. We get to live out of this like holiness is messy. It's not perfect, but it is like I every single day I'm going to wake up and try to be transformed by the character of Jesus. I'm going to touch the purity and perfection of Jesus who resides in me. And then that's what I'm going to live out of. And I love that. That's a different posture. You know, striving for perfection is literally me trying to do it without Jesus. Where striving for holiness is me saying, Jesus, flow out of me, flow through me. Mm. And that's going to allow me to do things that are really hard and that are supernatural and that are not natural to me, Mm. but that's not perfection. That's not me, um, trying to be perfect, me not wanting to mess up. That's literally allowing Jesus, the perfection of Jesus to flow through me. I don't know if that made sense, but that was my trying to explain the old Testament holiness, all the things. (laughs) No, that's so good. And it it really is like, it's the definition of, of freedom, just getting to live in, uh, with Jesus, just moving so much through us. You don't want to block that off by trying your best or, or, I mean, being the best. Um, yeah, this is so, so full of truth. I'm excited for anybody who has struggled with this to start to actually activate these things in her life, experience the grace of God, yeah. the forgiveness of God, a little bit of fun in there too about yes. messing up and experience just so much freedom. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a really really beautiful thing. And I'm excited for you to let go of that mentality and start to live in the freedom of Christ. This was such an important conversation to have. Yeah. Yeah. It's one that I almost wanted to skip past and be like, oh, roll my eyes out. Yeah. But like actually so convicting to me and so challenging yeah. to me of how I have been subscribing to the lie of perfection and totally. realizing that there's such freedom by simply me going, no, 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 I don't want perfection because perfection cancels my need for God. And I want to be so dependent on him. Yeah. So- and and so reliant upon him. And so yeah. we're going to be bold in our imperfections because that's how we know that God's yeah. power is going to be made perfect through us, not through our perfections, but through our weaknesses yes. and our imperfections. That is right. Amen to that. Well, we're so excited to continue the Freedom Series. I hope you're loving the study itself. You guys, if you're like only listening to the podcast and don't have the study, let me just tell you, you are missing out because we have so much scripture. And honestly, you just don't want to miss out on a time alone with Jesus. Yeah. We're are great and all, but not nearly enough. And even if you have done one of our studies, this is really cool and different because this is our only one of our studies that has every week of the study has four days of daily content. So like there is a ton of stuff in there for you to be diving into scripture. Like we're just scratching the surface of the conversation. And if you really want to hear God's voice and God's heart, you know, straight up from the word of God, (laughs) then this is the study for you. So good. All right, you guys, we'll talk to you next week. Hey, you guys, I don't know if you know, but we have a really incredible resource called The Tent. And The Tent is a monthly subscription where you get access to a ton of resources that help you with your quiet time. Things like guided prayers, scripture worksheets, monthly challenges, and even a quarterly Bible study with Mac and I. We want to pour into you. We want to connect you with other like-minded women. And honestly, 
honestly, we're just so passionate about encountering God every single day in the morning, in your room alone, and everywhere you go. So head to forthegirl.com slash the tent for more details and maybe even try out your first free week of the tent.